Thank you for listening to this training audio. We hope it inspires and equips you. This recording is by Susie McGibbon, speaking about how churches can respond to issues of social justice that impact on the lives of children. From the In Your Hands Children's Ministry Conference on the 25th of February, 2023. Um, it's so great to be here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lucy, for what you shared. Um, I thought I'd introduce um, myself based on the back of Lucy's session um, and share a little bit of my testimony, which is very much about finding Jesus at a young age and walking through life to now um, with him. So I actually met Jesus at the age of nine. My parents talk about how I knew him younger than that, but my version of the story starts at nine. And it's our own faith, isn't it? We've got to own it. So I own it from the age of nine. And I was at a kids' work Easter event. um, And I can still vividly picture the moment. We were in praise and worship. And the leader started explaining a song that we were about to sing. And it was all about surrender. And there, in that space, It didn't just make sense with human wisdom. It made sense with every part of me. And I I knew that I was invited in, not by the leader, but by Jesus in that very moment to surrender to him. What was in my hands? My life. That's all I had at nine. But it was surrendered into God's hands. And our lives are in his hands. I don't know what word would sum up your walk with God. Maybe just turn to the person next to you. Surrender was the one for me. Just take one minute. What word comes to mind when you're thinking about it? When maybe you met God for the first time or what word sums up now? What sums up your walk with God? Just turn to the person next to you. Okay, let's hear some thoughts. Just shout out any words that sum it up. Who would like to give me any? Shout them out. Love. Acceptance. Accepting, yep. Journey, yep. Follow, yep. Hear me loads of words. Just shout them out. Great, great words. We're going to cover some of these words that have been shouted out as we go. At 14, I was baptized. And for me, it was about surrendering my life to him. At 16, I told God I would go anywhere and I would do anything. And he sent me half an hour down the road. But, you know. But at that point, he had completely transplanted my heart and gave me his heart for the last, the least, and the lost. This instantly changed all my plans of what I had in mind for my life. And it led to me moving into a council estate at 18 years old as a single girl to join a mad bunch of Christians who loved Jesus as much as I did. To be his hands, feet and mouthpiece, sharing the good news of the gospel in many ways. And my life would never look the same again. It was surrendered. I'd given God my yes. And we need to give God our yes, sometimes every day, right? It's a choice to walk this adventure daily with Jesus. And I want that for my children. I know that I met 
Jesus at a young age. And my husband, Rob, and I have two primary age boys. They're called Caleb and Isaac. And my prayer is that they know without a shadow of a doubt that God loves them, has a plan and a purpose for their lives that brings glory to his name, and that they can trust him with every part of their being, even when life doesn't make sense. And that he's a God of miracles and that he will provide everything that they will ever need. Very quickly into parenting, we knew we wanted to live as a family on mission. God doesn't just call adults, he calls children too. There is no junior Holy Spirit. Everything we've said yes to as a couple, we've done it as a family on mission. Oh, you don't want to bring your kids up around here, people said. So we named our first son Caleb because the Bible says Caleb had a different spirit and he will inherit the land. Oh, try to get your kids in a different school, not on this estate, they said. So our boys made friends with the most broken children in the class. And we saw the impact of the words our boys would speak and the love they would show to those who were marginalized. There is no junior Holy Spirit. We are a family on mission. There's some more practical facts about me. My husband and I are church leaders now living in Lincolnshire, as Ben said. As of 2023, it's a really new thing. And um, it's actually where Rob was born, so it's not so new for him, but a big surprise. But I've only ever lived in the north in England, and I keep talking about moving south. And everyone there is like, this isn't south. But do you know what? It's dry on the east of England. I've moved from living near 10 reservoirs, and I'm now enjoying the fact it's only rained a couple of times since I've moved there. But I'm so excited to be here in the Northwest. I've known Lisa very well for the last four years, and the lovely Sarah in that time too. So it's exciting that for once our work, not just our social life, is colliding for a weekend. And it's lovely to see some other familiar faces as well. I'm here to talk about making a difference, how churches can respond to issues of social justice that impact on the lives of children and share through the lens of our work at TLG, which stands for Transforming Lives for Good, to share the amazing work God is doing through his church and also what he longs to do, the challenge that there is to us as his body. So as Ben said, my background's in primary teaching, where I was a Senko, and then into a secondary specialist provision for children with ASD in an enhanced learning classroom, before I then moved to TLG. First of all, as a head um, of our Bolton Education Centre, before landing where I've been for the last two years at TLG, leading our church connections work, which is in essence the name that we give at TLG for seeing individuals of all ages and families connecting into the wider life of the church to find a hope and a future which we know is found in Jesus. You see, we can't escape the reality of what is going on in our nation. And as followers of Jesus, however young or old, we are the solution. I'm excited to share the heart and vision that God has given us to partner with local church and to see the transformation in the lives of families across the UK, right in the midst of very real challenges so many children and families are facing. If I say the word change to you, what do you think of? What do you visualize? 
More often than not, chains are used to restrict, to contain, to hold down or to hold back. And when we speak in spiritual terms, chains can mean all the same things. I want you to picture a child you know and love in your head. And now imagine that child with a heavy chain of hunger hanging over their shoulders, the chain of an angry parent being draped across them, the chain of illness and worry binding their hands, or the chain of grief across their chest. The restrictive chain of lies that people have spoken over them wound tightly around their head. Now, can you visualize how heavy those chains can be and how they affect every area of that child's life? Can you see now why it isn't fair for us to expect the same responses, the same behavior, the same achievements, the same attitudes from a child that is carrying all of that? Psalm 107 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story for he redeemed them from the hands of the foe. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. For a generation of children growing up in our country today, it's all they know to feel weighed down, restricted, and bound by the chains of circumstances they didn't choose or situations they can't cope with. And more often than not, there is no awareness that life can be any different and no awareness that there's a God who's loving enough to set them free. Could it be that what we see as bad behavior in children is actually strained communication for a young person that is so weighed down and struggling? Only in Jesus do we have someone who has defeated every oppression that ever existed. And only Jesus is desperate to take the weight of these hindrances off us. Only Jesus gave his life so we can be welcomed into the kingdom, chain free. Thank God for Jesus who breaks down gates of bronze and cuts down bars of iron. I'm going to share some statistics with you. These are the most up-to-date ones we have. 3.9 million children were living in poverty in the UK in 2020 to 2021. That's 27% of children or 8 out of 10 of a classroom of 30. One in four UK households with children have experienced food insecurity in the last month. One in six, six to 16 year olds were identifying as, identified as having a probable mental health disorder in 2021. 
in, in over a third of children, the onset of mental health disorders takes place before the age of 14. I'm sure you'll agree with me that these statistics are heartbreaking and they're absolutely not okay. So how does God call us to respond to this suffering? Verse 7 says, he led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Imagine with me the most treacherous road in Bolivia and a man called Alfredo. Alfredo's job is to transport timber from Ixiamas, which is situated in the tropical lowlands of Bolivia, to the mega city of La Paz across Yungus Road, otherwise known as Death Road. This journey can take up to three days. The road can be extremely dusty. And then when it rains, mud forms. And as the truck gets stuck in the mud, drivers have to abandon their vehicles to physically find the holes in the road to fill them with stones and piles of leaves to provide the traction that the truck needs to move forward. There are many sections of the road where the drivers find themselves on, a, on an extremely narrow path with rocks jutting out on one side of the vehicles and deep valleys and vast canyons drop down on the other. Many people drive with their head out of the window, keeping their eyes on the edge of the path to ensure that they don't fall the almost certain drop to death. And if you were to come across another vehicle, well, Backwards driving is far too dangerous on these roads and there are only a few passing places between hope and fear and it's a case of look out and off you go. At times, sections of the road fall away and break off and trucks fall and lives are lost. Can you imagine if this is your path in life? Feeling so overwhelmed by potential danger and constantly consumed by worry. This is the reality for so many children and families that we work with. Their path may look like exclusion, rejection, anxiety, jail, or even shorter life expectancy. As Alfredo reaches the last two kilometers of his journey, the road to La Paz is finally paved. After three days of treacherous driving conditions, the road is finally smooth and straight. And the first thing he does is thank God for sparing his life. He knows that he's on the final stretch of the journey and he is safe now. For many children around the UK, their journey feels fraught with pain and worry. But what if it doesn't have to be like this? At TLG, we have an amazing opportunity alongside our incredible partner churches to pave a way for broken lives, to be road builders, to clear a highway of hope a straight way to a city where they could settle. We're preparing a way for God's glory to shine. We're carving a way for connection with the local church. Picture again that last two kilometers for Alfredo after three days of terrifying driving to finally feel safe, finally reassured, free from worry, and on a straight way of hope. And as his body, his church, this is what God calls us to do. Fill in the valleys, level off the hills, smooth out the ruts, clear out the rocks. Let's hear from a family, this family's in the southwest, um, who can tell us about 
how their local church did just this through the tools that are our TLG programs. So this is very much home, school, church in action. Life before TLG involved um, a lot of heartache because my husband had been very ill and the children needed a lot of help that I just wasn't able to give them. Both my children had a trauma diagnosis, which meant they couldn't concentrate, they lacked focus. As a mum, you want to do right by your kids, but I also had a husband that needed me all the time. So I feel guilt for not being around the children, or I feel guilt because I wasn't where my husband needed me. There was this huge burden of responsibility all the time because I couldn't be everything to everybody. I started coaching when my dad died. Before the coaching with TLG started, I always used to be really stressed because of schoolwork and I didn't really have many friends, so I would just play alone most of the time. Well, I would just go and sit by this board where everyone would play and I'd just watch everyone else play and just think about things. It was really hard, so I just felt all alone. I used to crawl up in a little ball under my bed and just hide. Watching your kids go through that and knowing you can't do anything to help them is rubbish. <sighs> but we got there. My name's Helen Shadbolt and I was an early intervention coach for Sophie. And then when Helen was there, I always had someone to play with. It was actually quite exciting and it felt like I finally had someone there for me. I found school really hard and she used to come and take me out of class and we'd do stuff that I liked to do. And it would make that part of school loads easier for me. It was just like a huge relief. And it wasn't so hard for me anymore. She was just a bundle of joy and happiness and she was so pleased just to meet me and the feeling was mutual. You're really thriving now at school, aren't you? Yeah. You're doing so well. I used to be behind, but now I've caught up. You were like someone who was always there for me and you were like a best friend. So the boxes of hope started arriving during um, the first COVID lockdown. I have health issues, which meant that I was actually isolating for the best part of 15 months and the boxes of hope were more than just the food that were being delivered it was a friendly face every week somebody that I could chat to I was locked up with two kids it was hard work being a mum it was hard work being a teacher and it was really hard carrying all of that whilst also having health issues myself. It's been a, a real link where we've connected well with the community in so many different ways where we've sort of reached families that maybe we wouldn't have reached in other ways people have actually stepped up and just been amazing as coaches and for late lunch it's just been great so i was very grateful for just the level of support that they did give because they not only were they supporting the kids but by supporting the kids i was being supported and slowly and surely. I've got both my kids back again now. There are certain things come into our lives and they're God-given and I knew that TLG was there and had been given to us.
Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Thanks, TLG. Fill in the valleys, level off the hills, smooth out the ruts, clear out the rocks. Whether our journey is treacherous like Alfredo's or not, we all have valley and hill seasons as well as ruts and rocks to smooth and clear out. We're all on a journey just like Emma, Sophie and Ellis, others in your community just like you and me. Journey was mentioned before and one of the things I have had the great pleasure on working on as part of my role at TLG is a tool that we have developed for our partner churches called In the Journey. And I'd love to just give you a sneak peek at um, sneak peek at it today. It takes the very concept we've been looking at that we're all on a journey. I'm so encouraged to hear Lucy talk about culture change and relational connection. In the journey is focusing on just that. We can so often have a Hollywood image that a family who are on the very fringe of church life would one day walk into a Sunday service, sit on the front row and before the sermon's even finished, gone, I want to respond. That happens. That does happen. But more often than not, it's a journey. And the journey is a tool for the church community to realize that we as a relational connection are the tool. It bridges the gap between the programs that churches are running and the families that they are walking alongside. Think TLG programs, yes, but CAP, Food Bank, Toddler Group, all the programs that run in your church. There's other resources behind this designed for our partner churches. And as we journey together with those who are struggling, um, just to equip them more. But I'm just going to show you a really short video to explain more uh, of what about this and more of what we call at TLG pre-discipleship. We so often have this idea that discipleship starts later in the journey. And we've named this bit in between as pre-discipleship. How can we be the relational connection to those on the fringes? We're all on a journey. Whether we've known Jesus for 10 minutes or 10 decades, or even if we've not met him yet. Imagine you or someone in your church is at the school gate and you start a conversation with a parent of a family that your church is connecting with. They start to tell you about how moved they are with all the food parcels your church has been dropping off and how they've noticed something different in you and others. They're wondering about connecting into something, but they're not sure, so you offer to meet up for a coffee with them. You get chatting about the toddler group and the kids club and the food bank that meets as part of your church community, and you assure them that as they explore, they will be met with a meaningful welcome. Because you simply gave your time, bravely made yourself available, they feel safe with you and engage more and more as they participate and begin to trust more people in your church. They begin to form friendships and maybe even volunteer to help at the next family event that your church is running. 
They have found an extension of family where they can just be and feel accepted. We know that the more that a family finds belonging in a church community, the more open they can become to discovering faith. As you and your church celebrate all these moments, however big or small they seem, and as you grow more in faith together, and you see this parent, who you once stopped to say hello to at the school gate, is now thriving in life and faith, where the transformation in not just the individual is evident, but transformation in the whole church culture. This journey could take years, it's slow and it's steady, it's in relationship and it may be messy because life happens. It's journeying together with families as a church because we're all on that journey and it's not just transformation in people but transformation in the life of the church as we listen and walk together in the journey. In the journey combines the journey of the individual woven through the journey that the church is also on. Where a person starts noticing that there is something different in you, they start exploring with curiosity of what they see in you and others. They may begin engaging before truly trusting and finding a place of being themselves. Over time, this could then lead onto discovering and being open to the possibility of greater transformation. Then, in relationship, at their pace and in trusted community, committing, growing and thriving can develop as people are equipped and released to lead others in the journey too. At the same time, the journey of the church is about creating a safe space for this journey for individuals to happen, with the church positioned for connecting within the community, welcoming people warmly and having many ways where people can find their place through participating and belonging, and all with honouring and championing every big or small step on the journey through celebrating with all this leading to everyone transforming by embracing the lifelong journey and commitment to ongoing change. Using our nearly 25 years of experience working alongside churches, TLG have created the In The Journey resource to equip you to intentionally notice what God is already doing in the lives of children and families. In Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus has that solution for us. The light of the world is calling us the light of the world. What an incredible honor. Why would he call us that? His answer is in verse 16. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. The light of the world is in us now so that we will shine before others. So the way we steward the story of hope is to do good to others so that, other, so that our lives shine the love of Christ brightly against the darkness of the world around them so that by God's grace, they may see and treasure Jesus. At the very heart of TLG is the desire to see every church volunteer enabled to bring the light they carry 
into the darkness, enabling children and families to connect with the local church in a way that they would never usually have had the opportunity to do so. We currently do that through our programs, which are brilliant tools in the hands of churches of any shape or size. Across our 130 early intervention churches, we have hundreds of volunteers giving one hour a week, every week for a year, to children who are struggling, be that anxiety, bereavement, isolation. And these children are having the goodness of God reflected into their lives and being shown the unconditional love of God by their coaches on a weekly basis. And our Make Lunch Clubs, um, around the country, we have just under 100 of them. Relationships of trust are being built as food and warm spaces are being provided in church buildings. Community is being formed amongst the local church and their neighborhoods. And I'm just going to show you a quick video of a girl called Amy and a church volunteer, Natombi, and what a difference it made to Amy's journey when God placed a church volunteer, a TLG coach, into her life in school. Hello, my name is Amy, and the Tommy is my brilliant coach. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I have like this anxiety thing. Anxiety is like if you were scared of something or you had a fear and you never wanted to do it. You would always get like funny about it and you would be scared and sometimes your tummy would feel a bit like wobbly. Every day that I came in, I never wanted to leave my mum or my dad either. I, I always used to cry and that. I spoke to Amy's mum as well. She also explained how frustrating it was for her, especially seeing that Amy was already near four and she didn't really out outgrow that. They said before she started on the programme, It'd be like a miracle if she came to school the whole week. Since the Tombies came in, I've been happy and running into school, skipping into school. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> love it. It's amazing now. You see my friends, meeting my teacher. It's just fun. Apparently the family could not even go on holidays because of Amy's anxieties and stuff. So this was their first ever successful holiday. Even if you don't like stuff, it's always best to try and do it. And once you've done it, even if you still don't like it, you've still tried and you should be proud of yourself for doing it. And just, you've got to push yourself sometimes. If you feel like trustworthy with someone, you could just talk to them and let them know how you feel and they could give you some advice as well. It gives me such satisfaction that I'm able to make a difference in someone else's life. Yeah. It's nice that you want to help children and make a difference in their like life and that. Mm. Right now, because what you've helped me with, I'm, I always feel like I want to be like the Tommy to help other children because oh. I, I know what I've been through. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have been amazing. Yeah. You've helped me through a lot, so thank you. You're welcome. I'm so, so proud of you, Amy. You've done so much and you've put in all the work as well. It's not just me, it's me and you work together. Yeah. Yeah. Team I'm so proud. Yeah. My anxiety has got like 100% better. 
and Tommy's really helped me for it. I used to be zero percent and now I just shot up to a hundred somehow. <laughs> Early intervention is a great way for that home, school, church connection to be built upon. And as coaches get to know families and build that relationship, families feel so welcomed into the wider life and support of the church. It's a, yeah, it's a huge blessing to be able to partner with God right across the UK with some of the most struggling children and families. And that might feel hard right now. We continue to face a cost of living crisis, a climate crisis, large cracks in the key services that are there to help the vulnerable. The founder of the Salvation Army, William Booth, once said this, and I believe it speaks so much to us today. He said, I'm not waiting for a move of God. I am a move of God. I am not waiting for a move of God. I am a move of God. And we must believe that every flicker of light makes a difference. And as Jesus calls us the light of the world, together we are a move of God. And our prayer at TLG is that we would see God's great light shine in the lives of many, many more families. And there are a number of ways that you here today may want to help us with that. We have a stand here um, at In Your Hands with information about how your church can get involved with early intervention and make lunch. And my wonderful colleague, Ray um, Morfin, is running a workshop this afternoon um, on emotional resilience. Like everything that we've learned over the years is from a therapeutic um, approach. It's trauma-informed work. And she has amazing therapeutic resources that are available from our online shop. Um, but we do have some samples here on the TLG stand. So do come and have a look at those, but you can access those on our website, um, tlg.org.uk forward slash resources. Um, and you'll also notice on your tables um, that there is an opportunity to carry on connecting with us, to keep in touch with what God is doing through TLG and to access more incredible stories. Um, and just by handing the, that form in today, um, I'd like to give you a free book. So some of you have come to have a look at this book. And when I just go, oh, it's free, just fill in the form. Like, oh, okay. Um, so I've only got a limited number, but everybody who fills in that form will get a book, whether that's today or by post. Um, who doesn't love a free book? Um, this is our story written by our chief exec, Tim Morfin, called Out of the Ordinary. And it's the story of the last 20, nearly five years um, of how TLG grew out of one local church that responded to a need. Um, and on the reverse of that form, there's also an opportunity to become one of our um, hope givers. Our amazing hope givers are people who give faithfully to enable us to grow our impact in order to grow our, um, reach our goal of 10,000 struggling children every year through the local church. And every hope giver amount that's given today will be doubled because we do have some amazing um, supporters who are so passionate about reaching more children that they are doubling our money this year through Hope Givers. Um, but yeah, just I'd like to take a few moments before um, we have lunch. We've got about um, five minutes just to turn to somebody next to you. 
if those, those videos and everything you've heard are stirring something in you, just take a moment. So just take five minutes to turn to the person next to you and just think, how can you be a move of God in your local area? What is stirring you? What do you want to know more about? Is there something that is bursting within you? Just take a moment to share that before we close and then go into lunch. Okay. Okay, plenty more time to carry on these conversations over lunch. Do come and see us on the stand. If you've got any questions, I'd love to answer those. There's a magazine on um, the table for each of you um, that you can take. Um, but yeah, have a read through that. Um, come and see me on the stand. And don't forget, if you bring your Keeping in Touch form, you can get a free book, either today or in a post. So let's not forget, I'm not waiting for a move of God. I am a move of God. A wave of lights across the nations of the UK, all for the glory of Jesus. It has been such a real pleasure to be here at In Your Hands. And on behalf of everyone um, at TLG, all the children, the young people and the families we work with, I just want to say a huge thank you. And I look forward to continuing conversations throughout the day today. Over to you, Ben. Amazing. Can we thank Susie? We hope that you've enjoyed this talk. A video version of this talk is also available on our YouTube channel at Train, Equip, Inspire. For more resources and training, please visit our resource area on bdeducation.org.uk.